Hello, can you hear me? Hello? If you can hear me, can you please give me a time set? Can you give me a fire emoji? Perfect. Perfect. Yee! Hello. Hello. Okay, perfect. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of the world 2024. I am your host, Celestina Adonwa-Ejapon, and it's a privilege and an honor to have you all joining me wherever you are. So, y'all know this, I'm back, so. <laughs> if you stop playing, okay. okay. I'm doing a little break um, towards the end of 2023 and during the break, oh boy, a lot happened, you know, the Book of Glory, which is the, the ministry which the world falls under, actually celebrated its seventh anniversary under the leadership of the man of God, Pastor Charles Anim Aubrey. So that was a thing that that happened last year, November, and also the labor of love, another branch of the ministry, had its annual outreach program in Kentampo, um, Bunny East region of Ghana. You see, so there was a lot really going on, and the 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 ministry is expanding and taking flight. So I am putting it out there. If you're listening, if you can hear me and you want to partner with the Work of Glory ministry, please do reach out. Please um, get in touch. Let's have a conversation about that and let's work. Um, let's do the, uh, the work of God together. So the world, I officially welcome everybody to 2024. <laughs> Believe me when I say that we got big things coming your way this year so stick with us and if you are not already following um i would like you to follow i would like you to follow us on our ig and on our twitter page at d underscore worlds 22 and on facebook at d worlds um, our guest for tonight's conversation is is having a little bit of technical issue, so I am still going to introduce him and get the show going. And whenever he joins us, yeah, we can just like dive right into the conversation. So our guest for tonight's conversation, he is no stranger. Um, we have had the privilege to drink from his in-depth knowledge when it comes to the Word of God, and he has, oh. Uh, Oh, okay. Advanced diploma in um he's an advanced diploma holder in electrical engineering and had math. Like bro. I hate. Period. Please don't come for me. I'm just saying my truth. <laughs> 
He's also had experience in transit mission in the northern part of Ghana and is currently the head pastor of ICGC uh, Makers Temple Lara. He has been he's been pastoring for over um, 13 years now and is is married to Miss Esther Ama and Blend, the wonderful daughter. Um, his vision and mission is to raise bone servants in and for Christ changing villages to metropolis, developing believers to give an excellent service to God. Like, brah. To have such a vision and a mission. Mm. Um, and just as I see the head pastor of ICGC, Lara, in the Upper East region. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't see him. I, I know his name popped up, but I don't see him. Pastor Nee, Prestini, if you're on here, um, I would like you to come up so we can see you. Okay. Um, while we, we wait for Pastor Nee to come on, come on, um, let's just have into tonight's conversation. So tonight's conversation, it's new me in Christ, me in Christ. And before I do that, just a disclaimer, um, I do pray and hope that we are all believers accepted Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, according to the book of Romans 10, 9, that says that that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Salvation is the key. Is the key. But back to our conversation. So tonight's conversation, as I said, is the new me in Christ. And we might probably be asking why the new me in Christ, you know. Whenever we get into a new year, we have this trend or tradition that we turn to do, like new year, make a new year's resolution. Like what's your new year? What are you going to do? What are you looking forward to this year? Right? And I did a little bit of research and I found out that according to um Hugh Golf or the most um, they had a poll and the majority of people when it comes to the New Year's resolution actually towards financial, everything finance, like gaining more money, in, decreasing that career path, getting more advanced career path or like getting new jobs. And we all know that that is a must, like that is a must. If you want to like do more, you need to take care of your finance. But we also are uh, the quality of our life is based on our relationship with our creator and the knowledge of who we are in him yeah you get and tonight's conversation by the leading of the holy spirit hopefully can bring certain truth to light and so pastor me to our conversation the new me in christ when you read the book of um second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 it says that 
Therefore, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Underline. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Talk to me, sir. When we say the new me, you are like a new creation in Christ. What does that mean? What does that newness consist of? Is it something that is like physical? Is it something that is spiritual? Is it something that people can easily point out? Or is it like, if I should say like changing clothes? I take off the dirty one, I put on the new one. How is it? What is the new me in Christ? What is it? Okay, thank you. Um, and sorry, the network has really been challenging, but we thank God finally um, we are here. And I'm trusting God uh, this discussion will be a blessing to, to all of us. Um, thank you. And everyone on this, thank you so much. God bless you. You can share because I believe it will be a blessing. Okay. Um, I can see Pastor Charles, God bless you. Um, I, I'm Pastor Nee, and I start with the, when the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, the Bible says he's a new creature. Um, I hope you can all hear me. We can hear you, sir. Go on. Okay. So this is what it means. Um, the Bible is talking about a man in Christ, not a man through Christ. There is a between a man in Christ, a man with Christ, and a man through Christ. Wait, there's um, a difference between in Christ, with Christ, through Christ? Sure. Okay. So, I feel like you're playing uh, English with us. Yes, yes, I will, I will surely break it down. So now, okay. the first, I want to take word by word in the second, the scripture. The first mm -hmm. one says, the word if, you talk about something, it's, it's questionable, it's, um, it's an option. If a man, if any man be mm -hmm. in Christ, the word any is talking about a man with hope, a man who have lost all, a man in his sin, a man who I mean, life has given up on. And the Bible is saying that if that man is in Christ, he is a new creature. So now we talk about, the, I'm talking about the man. Both mm -hmm. good, bad is the man. Now I'm talking about in Christ. You see, Christ is, um, how I define Christ is the means in which things are created or new things are formed. We know that Christ is the anointed one, but Christ is the means of creation. Because I would say that through him all things were made, and mm -hmm. without him nothing was created that was created. So that way that if any man gets access to Christ, there will be a new there will be a creation. And that word any man being Christ is a new creation. The creation there is not talking about renewal. The new creation there is different from renewal. It's different from what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, that for thee that wait upon the Lord shall renew thy strength. No. That's a different thing altogether. This uh, new man in Christ is talking about a creature or a creation that has never existed in time. Hmm. So, any man with the past, both sinful, evil, the moment you access Christ, the Lord created your spirit with a new spirit 
that have never existed before. So that's why the Bible says that if you stay in the means, who is Christ, if you have the consciousness to stay in me, you always knew in life. You have no past to relate to. Now, let me break it down here. Now, when you are in Christ, your mm -hmm. spirit is newly formed. But your mind is connected to your past. The newness you are talking about is your true idea, which is your spirit. If any man be in Christ, they read you. And this one, I think, so far as we are all born again, we all believe in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, yes. our spirit is formed. Yes, that is what it means. So, when you now focus on the newness of thy spirit, the new birth in you, the newness of, of that life in you, that is what helps you to live that life. So, out of your spirit flows that life. And now, you now educate your mind to the newness of life, which we can find the scripture in Romans chapter 12. Mm -hmm. So, the moment you accept Christ, the moment you access Him, and you decide to stay in Him, and that newness of Christ is talking about a life with Him now. So now, a life in Him is talking about the newness. A life with Him is talking about the growth. So we walk with God and He show us the new life. He, I mean, usher us into a new dimension in Him and that's where we grow. And that is where from there, a life in Him, a life with Him. And now we can come to a life for Him. So now our life begins to manifest the newness. That's what Apostle Paul said. I don't deserve to be called an apostle, mm -hmm. but now I am. Yes, so where... Apostle Paul is talking to, now he's connected to the well of his newness and he's conscious of his newness of life mm -hmm. and he educated his mind of his mm -hmm. newness. Now I want to talk about the reality of your newness. Now listen, you see, um, can I go a little of science? I think I believe some people are, can I go a little of science? Yeah, I think we all did like basic science. Oh, okay. So thank hopefully, you. Let me talk a little hopefully. of science. Hopefully, okay. Don't yes. worry. When I finish, I'll start talking. I'll start talking math. One of my sons is on board. Is a good math. I'll, I'll talk math soon. So I'm a um, we... No, 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 no. You, you, you hold it. So now you see, when a man be in Christ, the my first thing you know is that it gives you, a, it usher you into a new reality. And now, when you talk about reality, when you read the Bible in John chapter twenty, verse twenty-nine, mm -hmm. when I mean, um, the, the, um, they met Jesus. And the scripture says that when they saw him, they said, I now believe. And Jesus Christ said, Blessed is the man who have not sinned, but yet believe. Blessed. So the Bible is talking about there is a reality beyond what the eyes can see. There is a reality. So when you talk about reality as a believer, we are talking about everything the Lord has said. Every promise God has spoken, every written promise word is a reality for a believer. You don't need to see that manifest before you call it a reality. The, for the sake the Lord has spoken it, you believe it is a reality. Mm. 
Yes. So when I talk about what is the reality for a believer, the reality for a believer is the promise God has given to the believer. When you go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, Bible talk about uh, God, the call of Abraham. Bible says that, and he said, leave your father's house, leave your country to the country that I will show you, and I will bless you and make your name great. And through you, all nations on the earth will be great. Abraham did not see it, but Abraham believed it. And Abraham manifested that, re manifested that reality. That is a new creation in Christ. Every new creator must live a supernatural life. Every new creator must live a life, an amazing and an awesome life. A life that blows the mind of man. A life that the mind of man cannot comprehend. So, I want to really challenge the people I'm really uh, talking to. In your local assembly, in your house, in your home, know that God has given you a new reality that the mind of man cannot understand. The scripture says that what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, neither has it been conceived in the heart of man what God is about to do. That is the reality of a believer. Your life should be a supernatural life. Your life shouldn't be what man can and mind can understand. Your mind should be a life that man will look and say, there is a God factor in your life. That, I mean, I'm talking about somebody here, but I feel like really praying for somebody listening to me here today. That as you begin this new year, you are going to manifest that God kind of life in your academics, in your finances, in your relationship. Amen. Everything that concerns you will experience that supernatural life. And that life is called the Zoe life. The Zoe life is called the God kind of life. When you have the God kind of life, your life should be amazing. Amen. Your life should be surprising. And above all, your life should be a solution to the problem and situations around you. Amen. That is the kind of life. That is the new creator. That Come again. I said thank you so much. That is the new creator. That is the kind of life. Yes, so every believer, no we have no past. Every believer has to live a supernatural life. Right? So, when you when you explain the renewal and the newness, the if in Christ and the in Christ and then with Christ and then through Christ. Okay. Like the pro the progression of it, a life with Christ, a life with Christ, and a life living for Christ. Or like being an example. Okay. So, okay, and, but I actually like the fact that you said when we come to Christ, we are like our spirit is made new, but our minds are still old. Like we are still connected to our old self. And this okay. brings me to my next question. You know, most of us, or majority of us are still carrying baggages and burdens. You know, we know that, yes, I have confessed Christ as my salvation. Yes, I believe that I, I, I'm a believer. I speak in tongues. I go to church. I join the assembly of the saints. You know, I do my due diligence. But sometimes in our walk, we feel like there is this crushing burden that we cannot like take like we cannot take the weight of we feel that weight weighing us down even though we know we have this abundant life in christ even though we know that we have called to live a life supernatural so pastor Ni, if we are going to actually like tap into this supernatural that is ours that our inheritance that has been given to us in christ based on our newness in him how do we go about leaving these baggages behind like letting all the old things just go, letting the old things just pass, 
and not be clenched like handcuffed changed chained to it how do we do it okay oh thank you so much for this wonderful question um you see um a true life in christ started from a true confession of sin and accepting of christ mm-hmm when our born again experience is the real one it helps our growth and letting the past go easily jesus is not an atm machine where we come to when we are in need and after getting our needs we leave him behind until we are in trouble again when man sin the first thing man lost you know let me just start from a little you know um, the, the garden of Eden is talking about God's presence. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when Adam sinned, Adam first lost the presence. Number two, you know that God created everything before He created man in the garden. Yes. So, but when man sinned, God said that man shall work before man will eat. So mm-hmm. man also lost the provision of Creator creation. The man lost that automatic blessing that comes from creation. Okay. So, when a man truly accepts Christ, and man is conscious of God's provision or providence for man, it easily gives man the access. And I want to really say this, that our work with God is so much involving that when your born-again experience is real, your thoughts, your conscience, your subconsciousness, will be connected to the way forward than the way back. Mm. With our true experience, some people are in Christ because their parents are Christians. They, they, they grew in the church and they realize that they are in church. They believe that they are born again. So now let me talk about how. Number one is that you believe in the forgiveness of Jesus or of God. You believe in the true forgiveness of God that your sins have been forgiven. Why did God forgive you of your sin? Now let me put this. You see, when God called us, God did not call us first to work for Him. But God called us first to stay with Him. God called us first to Himself before God called us for Himself. So now, anyone that comes to Christ, the life with Christ helps you to get that newness life, that flow. And as time goes on, you begin to see the reason why you are called. That engagement will help you. That's number one. You believe in the true forgiveness of God. And number two, one of the ways to also overcome that baggage and that stuff of the past is to decide to stay with God. Mm. Well, this is not the right time to talk about this. But let me say this, that people read the scriptures, but they don't know how to look for God in the scriptures. People have been taught how to do quiet time, but they don't see God. From Genesis to Revelation, the main aim of faith, of the scripture, is to know God, is to see God. The moment you only read to get a certain wisdom to prove your dimension of Revelation, you miss it. When you stay with the written word with a genuine heart, you encounter the revealed word. The revealed word. Now, so that's what it is. So now, the mind that is connected to the past, that's number two option, must stay with the word. When the mind begins to encounter Christ in the word, the place of the old will be occupied with the new life God wants you to live. 
When Apostle Paul was saved in Acts chapter 9, he was given to a deacon to train him. And why was the purpose of the training? Is to teach him the purpose. God asked, I mean, told the man, I have called this man to be a preacher for kings. So he was trained with the purpose of the future, not the past. You see, I'm an engineering student. God is a current God than the past God. God, so every day in life, Peter said in Lamentation that our mercies are renewed every morning. So when God gives you a new day, you stay with the newness. Why have God had me among the people? That should be your focus. It shouldn't be what I did. If God gives you a new day, God has a new plan for you. Bible says that God has not given the spirit of fear. And our devil is the accuser of the brethren. Don't accept. I mean, when you know the newness of Christ, number three, you consciously work your way out to see that I have been forgiven. Keep confessing it. Keep reciting it. That's number three. Number four, connect yourself with the association that always open you up to your purpose, your future, not your past. Mm. I'll say that one again. When you come to Christ, connect yourself to people that open you up to your purpose, not your past. One of my spiritual father told me one thing I won't forget. He said, Pastor Nee, he said, yes, sir. He said that when you are connected to your purpose, you don't have time to judge other pastors. Because the workload on you is so much that you don't get them to, to look at someone's own. Mm. We are all in the track running the race. And your focus is run the race well and finish and be first. So now, people must be conscious of their association when they connect to Christ. I'm sorry to say this. It's so unfortunate that today our Christendom are full of reminding people of the past than encouraging people of their future. When the church connects to our present, our purpose, the past would disconnect by itself. Mm. Everything you think about, everything you think about for over 21 days creates something in the spirit. Let me put it this way. Meditation creates. The more you think about something, you create the reality of it. So when the believer is in Christ, keep thinking about the past, you create the past experience in your life again. So when a believer in Christ also think about the future and the purpose and the newness of Christ, you create that reality in your life. Let me send you to Genesis chapter 1. Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth. The earth of the downship and void. And the spirit brood upon the water, says the scripture. The word brood also means that and the spirit stayed. And the word brood also means the spirit thought. It's talking about thinking about something for a long time to create solution out. That's the word. That, that's the brood. So when a believer says that when I was in, in, in the world, I, I, I was doing this. Now I'm in Christ. What can I do to help? I mean, to help the kingdom work. What can I do to... And the more you think about it, the reality of that life becomes your reality. Because are we together? Yes, we are. So now, we need the right association. We need the right association. And the third, fifth thing is that we need to know how to work with the Holy Spirit. Today, many Christians don't know how to stay with the Holy Spirit. They know how to pray. Mm -hmm but they don't know how to connect with the Holy Spirit. 
So now I'm focusing on these two. Number I'm fo- after the five, I'm focusing on the two. Number one, oh, let me focus on the three. Number one is association. Number two, Holy Spirit. Number three, the word. Association, Holy Spirit, and the word. And the word, yes. You see, every believer, no matter how anointed you are, you need the word daily. Because when knowledge increases, take this for me, grace expands. Grace expands by the increase of knowledge. How the grace of God upon your life, the anointed of God upon your life uh, expand is when the knowledge you have on it grows. Bible says that the grace grew by the expansion of knowledge. So the more we know the knowledge of God, the more the grace of God expands. So the more we stay with the word to gain more knowledge of God, the more the reality becomes more evidence to us. And that takes us away from the past. I tell my sons and my daughters, one of my sons is there, he's called Zach, one of my daughter, Edna, and Co. They are, they are with us right now. I told them, when you walk with God, you stay far from the enemy. The more you stay with God, following God, make you go away from the domain of the enemy. So the more you follow the ways of the spirit, make you go away from the desire of the flesh. When it comes to preaching, ask me, what's your interest? Their interest is to go to party, to stay, to listen to songs. I'm sorry, but I've, I've, I've listened to secular song before. But since I became in Christ and I know the reality, song is not, it's not a normal thing to me. Song is a spirit to me. So I stay with the gospel song. I, I, and I love some, some specific songs. Out of my belly shall flow. Re- I want to stay with a song that will keep me alive to my purpose. I want to stay with a song that will take me and uh, give me intimacy with God. I don't just listen to song because it is fun to dance with. So you stay with the word every day. And I encourage a new uh, born again Christian. Stay with the New Testament. Stay with the book of John. Stay with the book of Colossians. Stay with the book of Ephesians and the book of Galatians. It will help you. Now, you stay with the Holy Ghost. If you don't know how to communicate, you just pray. Holy Spirit, my comforter, my strength, the one that gives me understanding. Keep talking, calling his name. As time goes on, he will give you. Bible says in the book of John that when the Spirit comes, he will lead us into all truth. And that translation says, he will lead us into deeper truth. So what we knew about God and what you know about God is not all about God. Anyone listening to me, write this one. What you knew about God and what you know about God now is not all about God. There is more of God to know. And you don't know just because you are reading the word. You know because the Holy Ghost will lead you into that dimension of God. If God failed to reveal himself to us, we will not know him. So that is the, uh, the, first, the first one is the word. The second is association and the Holy Spirit. That is what you need to break away from the past. Because every association creates around you a new environment. And the environment you stay with determines what enters your mind. If you want to understand this, go to the book of Psalm 1. That's one of my best scriptures. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk on the place of ungodly, nor stand on the way of sinners, nor sit on the seat of scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So it, these all the three lines talk about association, the way of sinners. I mean, stand on the. I mean, the um, the group of of wicked people, the way of sinners, and the seat of the mockers. Bible says that when you do this, you are blessed. But what makes you live the life of your new creation 
is when your delight is in the law of the Lord. Number two, when you meditate day and night. So you keep thinking about God's word. You think you keep thinking about what have God said about me. That if I'm I'm in Christ, I'm a new creator, the old has passed, and my life has become new. What is the newness of life God is talking about? He's talking about the life of righteousness. He's talking about the life of victory. He's talking about the life of prosperity. He's talking about the life of excellence. So if this is the life, where are the other scriptures that talk about the new life? You read the scriptures, you believe. Even though your current status doesn't match what the Bible said, but your faith is there. The moment your faith is in that scripture, you are pulling the, your body into the reality of that scripture. Keep confessing it. That's what the Bible says that let the weak say I am strong. I know that I accepted Christ. I was a drunkard, yes. But the Bible says that I, I mean let the weak say I am strong. I say to my spirit, I say to my soul, and I say to my body, I am not a drunkard. I am the righteousness in Christ. I know no For God, for, for you, that God has given that platform to you, that when men see your new reality in the future, they want to run to the God that, that made that uh, life for you, give you that life. Your past experience is a platform that God has created, that when men see your new life, your new reality, they want to run to the God that made you who you are now. Mm. But the best way to disconnect from your past is to live the future reality. Your life in Christ. That is the best way. You don't forget about it. If any pastor tells you, you forget that you fornicated with Akosia Mansa, it's never true. If any pastor tells you, you've forgotten that you, you, you got drunk and fell into a gutter, it's never true. If any pastor lied to you, that uh, uh, think about it, and they, they'll give you only uh, what they, um, philosophy and no, no, it's never true. You, you remember everything you did in the past. But the best way to forget about it is connect to God to believe in the newness of your life. That's the best way. And that's the only way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Destiny. So now we have three things that we can constantly or consciously do to stay with the Holy Spirit, to stay with the Word of God, and to connect with the right associations. Right? And I actually like the, what you said, that you don't forget about your past but you, you don't um, overcome your past by forgetting about it, but you overcome your past by living your future, the reality of your future. Yeah, I should give you professor. Come again. I should give you a professor. Never mind. You give me a professor. Oh, amen. I'll get there. Amen. Amen. I'll get there. Well, um, during, um, in the course of your speaking, you kept saying consciousness, consciousness, consciousness. I said in the course of your speaking, you kept saying consciousness. You kept repeating consciousness. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And um, that means that we, we have a part to play, like an intentional part to play 
in living the the and fulfilling the life that we have been called into so pastor Nee, how do we accept and step into our new reality like our new identity how can we consciously consciously walk in it i know you have given the, those three points in like disengaging from our past but after we have disengaged from our past how do we like, like when it becomes like a daily daily habits not just like a one-time testimony or a one-time breakthrough but in a state because in the beginning of our conversation we have made it clear that the, the life of a believer is supposed to be supernatural so the supernatural leaving is not something that is going to be like on off on off on off but it's supposed to be continuous right it's supposed sure, to be like sure. flow go, growing brighter and brighter into a perfect day so how do we accept and walk like in that new identity daily and consciously do that but also how do we like see the fruitfulness like the evidence what will be the evidence or the fruit to see that oh this person or to verify for myself that oh i am actually living that god kind of life this is the life that i've been called to live oh i am being an i am like an evidence my day-to-day -day is an evidence like you know just as you said for others to also see personally for myself first and also for others so how firstly let me make it clear firstly how do i step in walking it and secondly what are the fruits or the evidence that i can testify and others do can testify well that, 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 that that's a good question and um i want to start uh by by this that you see uh, one i told you earlier that our new creation or our new creator is about the spirit mm -hmm. one the believer must know now that when you become born again you are a spirit you must have that understanding and that consciousness you are a spirit i keep hearing we that we are from the uh, uh, ghana you keep hearing something like like i am flesh and blood when we keep speaking the flesh as uh, the things of the flesh we feed the flesh mm -hmm. so oh everybody everybody are saying nobody's righteous we are all human we are not all human we are spirits you are you are your sin is multiplying because you keep saying you are human your 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 fruits you are bearing the fruit of the flesh because you keep saying you are human we are spirit let me ask a simple question here mm -hmm. um you see uh, because you are from africa we know more of, more of witches okay i think witches are when, international <laughs> international okay okay i've not been there when i come there i'll, I'll come and know for myself you know uh, when we were young, we encountered like not as like there was an old woman with everybody know, and she herself says she knows she's a witch, mm. and she made a certain comment like, like when you offend her, she'll be like Ubihu. or anything she declares. When you sleep, either you see her in your dream or you will sick the following day. Mm. What is the power of that woman? The woman is conscious of a re-identity as a witch. When believers also become conscious of a re-identity as a spirit, 
the fruitfulness began. That's where the fruits began. That understanding, that consciousness alone gives you access and gives you the room to bear the fruit of the Spirit. If you don't know you are the Spirit, how can you bear the fruits? According to Galatians chapter 5, if you don't know you are, and Bible says that God gave every seed to bear its fruits. So you must know who you are as a spirit before that understanding and that work to bear the fruit starts, continues. Mm. Please are we together? Hello, am I, am, I, am I connected? Yeah, you are connected. Yeah. So let's read this. Um, can, can I let someone call in? Zach, Zach are you there? Okay. Um, what, what do you need? Like now, I want to read the scripture, but I can read myself. Now, I wanted to read the scripture so that I can just flow. Okay, I'll read. Just, oh, you, you, you read there? Give, oh, definitely. Just give me the verse. Okay. That, that is powerful. Okay, so let's read like First Corinthians chapter, chapter 2, verse 14. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Okay, you read the 9, then we skip to the 14. Read the 9. The 9? Yes. Okay. Please. Let me change my that. Okay, never mind. Let's do it. But as it, oh, First Corinthians chapter two, verse four, verse nine. But as it is written, ye had not seen, nor I had, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love Him. So for them so that love Him. fourteen. Yes, move to the fourteen. Okay, fourteen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, mm. for they are foolishness unto him. Neither mm. can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. I think this is a perfect answer. <laughs> I, I hope you have, you've answered yourself by the scripture. I, uh-huh. I keep telling my friends that we, we, we teach God by the scripture. We explain scripture by the scripture. We don't explain mm. scripture by ex- our experience and by by with the way we think. Mm-hmm. People preach and will be like, eh, and like the way the tradition. No, the kingdom of God is a culture on its own. Mm-hmm. That is why Jesus Christ says that let your will be done as it is in heaven. It means that let the culture of heaven be a reality on earth. And we saw that one even in Genesis chapter one when God created. So now let mm-hmm. let. Let me start from Genesis. I, 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 I love that scripture so much. When God created man, scripture. okay, God told man, you have access to all the, these fruits in the garden except this. What does it mean? God began by telling man that I have given you your will, but I want you to choose to let your will be my will. God has not made a man as robots. So, though you are man, but you have access of everything, but don't touch this one. So now, we must also be conscious of our identity in Christ. That is where our growth begins. When we know that now I'm spirit. So you wake up in the morning, and the desire of the flesh consumes you. You say, no, I, I am the spirit, and I am the righteousness of God. I manifest God's righteousness. I am the means through whom God's righteousness will be known to the world. I can't do this. I can't do that. You keep confessing. That is where it began. You know that every spirit, either um, Holy Spirit or evil spirit or witches, they are the every spirit are do's and don'ts. Every spirit. 
have do's and don'ts. Only believers compromise with our don'ts. But you see, a witch is always demoted when they always compromise about their don'ts. Mm. So, one, we must be conscious of our identity. The Bible says that the, the, the flesh cannot comprehend, cannot understand. So, the spiritual things can only be discerned. So, when we keep reading motivational books alone, we can grow. They are good. For the earthly life, we need them. But for spiritual growth, we need spiritual food. I tell my, my members that fasting, okay, mm -hmm. is not a punishment. Have you seen a spirit, a goat eating before? Unless in movies. It's a question. A goat eating. Unless in movies, I think. That's right. That's why it's a movie. Are we together? We are, hopefully. When they saw Jesus, they told Jesus that, um, if you know, come and let's eat. But God doesn't eat. What am I saying? Fasting is a reality of a spirit. Spirit don't eat physical food. That is why the Bible says that man shall not live bread alone. You get it. So just by saying that the food we eat is only to sustain the flesh, not our re your re-you. Your re-you is being fed by the word of God. But your body that contains your re-you must get some food to sustain your re-you, which is your spirit. Mm -hmm. Are we together? Mm -hmm. So now, one of the ways to know you are going in the spirit is when your consciousness and your investment are more to your spirit than your flesh. Mm. Within last um, two months to last December, I bought a book. I bought more than twelve, fifteen books. Within two months, after I've read over ten. What am I going to talk about? I want to feed my spirit than my body. Jesus Christ told them in John chapter four that my food is doing the will of the one that sent me. Or the will of my father, my food. Have we come to that level that fasting is a food for our spirit? Have we come to the level that preaching the gospel is a food for our spirit? Have we come to the level that reading the word of God is a food for our spirit? Because spirits don't eat physical food. Spirits eat spiritual food. And the kind of spirit we have, the first food we have is the word of God. The second food we have is fasting. The third food we have is prayer. These are the food for our spirit. And these are the food we need to make us bear the fruit of the spirit. Mm. Bible says that, and when Saul John the prophet, he prophesied. Why? Association. The third food for me to bear the fruit, as I said already, is association. We need all this. So I am focusing on, number one, Knowing our identity as spirit. Number two, knowing the faith of our new of our new life. Mm, this deep. You see, in the olden days, okay, mm -hmm. they are believing God for what He will do to believe God. In our time, we believe God for what He did on the cross. Are we together? Mm -hmm. In their time, they don't have the scriptures. So they believe God for what he will say. Oh, I will do this for you. That's what, that's what generates their faith. Our time, we have the scriptures to generate our faith. And how can you bear the fruit of the spirit? As I said, number one, no identity. Number two, the new faith. How well am I talking about? What has God said about a born-again Christian? That scripture, that promise, 
become your your faith. And that faith you have in God grows you to bear the fruit of the Spirit. That faith, it is, I call it the new faith. Number three is that I call it the new world. So your new identity in Christ, your new faith in Christ, and your new world in Christ. These three, I, 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 but these three can help you grow and bear, become the reality. Number one, my identity is a spirit. Number two, my faith is the written word and the promise of God for my life. What world am I talking about? I'm living in the world, a new world of righteousness. A world to pull men from the outer darkness. What world? We have now been called to, into the ministry of reconciliation. That's our world. So the world of the new life in Christ is in the ministry of the reconciliation. Every day when you wake up, that's my work. Somebody must be saved. If I can preach to the, the lost soul, I can pray for the lost soul. Mm. It must be a daily necessity. When this uh, this new world becomes our daily necessity, you see yourself, before you realize, God will give you the gifts of healing. You pray for the sick and they are healed. God will give you the word of discernment. Somebody speak and you can say, this is the answer for you. God will give you the word of prophecy. Because it's through these three burdens that the giftings of God have a room to operate. When the gift of God falls in purpose, it helps the believer. But when the, 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 I mean, the gift of God is for the believer's pride, it kills the believer. Mm. I have this, this saying that, you see, scale and kills are the same words. Just take the S from the, the, the scale and put it at the back. It becomes it become kills. When the scale is not meant for God, it kills. I am not singing in church because I have a nice voice. I'm singing in church because, number one, I must edify. Number two, I must educate. Number three, I must empower. Mm. So the, the singer must know that you are working in the ministry of reconciliation. The usher must know that I'm not ushering in church because of the order of the church. I am trying to show someone the love of Christ in the new kingdom for reconciliation. Somebody belongs to a house where nobody showed them love. But they enter the church and you smile and say, Oh, how awesome. Hey, like, oh, Mr. Anson, you are welcome. Madam Beautiful, you are welcome. They feel so special. You are moving them into the ministry of reconciliation. And when you keep working in this reality every day, you begin to bear the fruits of love. You begin to bear the fruits of uh, self, I mean, selfishness, hey, selflessness. You begin to bear the fruit before you are like, you are working in it. Let me tell you something. I have come to my personal conclusion. That when we walk in love and the mission of reconciliation, they are the fruit of the spirit are bare natural. It's bare by itself. You begin to see some life of God you are manifesting. You say, hey, since when? That's how it happened. It is not when, Lord, I pray, help me to, 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 to love. Lord, I pray, help me to stop sin. It, it, uh, it's not true. It doesn't work that way. You can ask many believers. They pray that prayer for one hour and they are still working in that sin. Because they don't know their real identity. They've not known their, their new faith, and they've not known their new world. I believe these three points will help us. Thank you so much. Um, at this point, I would, I know if you have any questions, you can please put it in the comment box, and I would love to read it, because we are almost out of time. Actually, we are over time. But I will just ask Preston our last question, and then if anyone has anything to say, you can add up. I'm going to ask Preston Charles if he has anything to 
before we do wrap up. So put in your com your um, questions in the comment box and pass the knee. Um, yes, so we have, gone, we have gone over all this, like it's a gradual process. And now let's, let's, let's bring it home. Let's ascend. Okay. Let, let's calm down. Um, what am I talking about, girl? <laughs> so how do we become consistent? You know, when we come into this consciousness of our new identity, when we get okay. connected or when we come into the realization of our new faith and also when we decide to stay with God as in like always communing with him through the word um when we decide to walk with the Holy Spirit and when we decide to connect with the right people but it's a new year we want to yeah. do it obviously it's a resolution yes walking with God is one of my key um, like it's the pivots of, of everything, the center of everything. But as the years go by, the months, the weeks roll into months, sometimes you'd be like, eh, well, let me, I, I'm, I'm a bit I give him better. I give him better. <laughs> Not yet. Not. Okay, before you continue, I just want to, just so, I've sent uh, my wife online. Esther, God bless you. Um, love you so much. I've seen you. I've seen Francis. God bless you. I've seen Zach. Are you? I've seen, and I've seen Edna. God bless you. If you join because of our God bless you. Much love and uh, oh, 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 thank you. You can continue. So my wife is here. Oh, Esther, hi. Yeah, so God bless you. So you can continue. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just don't, saying, give don't give birth now. <laughs> don't worry. Not yet. I won't. I won't. <laughs> but anyways, as I was saying, um, as I was saying, as the days roll into weeks and the weeks into months and getting busy with life and all of that, how do we stay, how can we structure and program ourselves to be consistent, you know, so that we can come into the fullness of our new life? How do we do that? And that will be our last question. And um, if you have any other question, if any of our listeners have any question, please put it in a comment so that I can read it out to the man of God. But go on, Pastor Nick. Okay. Um, thank you. Um, it's a nice question. And you say I'm a professor, but I think if there's a, a, the professor, a lady professor, what, what's your name? Yes, the same professor. Okay. So, um, I still want to still acknowledge my brother in the faith, uh, uh, Charles. Um, anytime I come, I see you. God bless you so much. Um, I love your faith and I love your spirit. And I'm, I'm watching some of the few stuff and listening some of your few messages too, um, as well. Now, let's, let's talk about this. That you see, when you are dead, okay, to sin or you are dead to the things of the flesh or you are dead in Christ because when we are baptized, we are dead. When you are truly dead, there, there is nothing like posating, there's nothing like let me stop somewhere. We only begin to posate our work or our flow with God when we become alive in the flesh again. So anytime you see your joy in Christ reducing, it is a sign and a signal you are becoming alive in the flesh. When you become to give up on the things of God, you're like, I've served God for some years, I'm not seeing any results. 
It's a sign you are becoming alive in the flesh. Mm-hmm. It's a sign you are becoming alive in the flesh. So, number one is that, let me make this statement. The work of God is first the work with God. Working with God is the first work for God. Are we together? Mm-hmm. If we learn to work with God, we can easily work for God continually. Um, I want to encourage the youth here that um, I'm, I'm, I'm young though, not too, but you see, many people have learned to work for God, but not to work with God. Mm. Can I say that one again? Yes. Many people have learned to work for God, but have not learned to work with God. And it is through the working with God, He reveals the work you must do. Are we together? Hello? Uh, Am I online? You are. Okay. Do you know Jesus Christ said that um, when Elijah was alive, there were many days, there were many that, there were other days, there were other that. You see, Mm -hmm. Jesus did not heal all the crippled on earth. Jesus did not heal all the blind on earth. Why? Mm -hmm. His work is not to heal all. You see, you and I are not solving all the problems in our families. So it is the work of God that gives you the vision work you must do for God. That gives you the detail, the well structure. But when a man doesn't know, doesn't know how to work with God, he ends up doing what thinks God will be pleased. But that's not how it's supposed to be. We must learn to work with God to know exactly what he wants us to do. Peter was sleeping somewhere, enjoying his life, and the Holy Ghost, Jesus told him, hey, go to this place, go to Joppa. There is this commander there, go and preach to him. And the Lord angel also appeared to the man, go and call this um, Simon, and Peter, come and preach to you. What am I trying to say? It was a vivid instruction. So mm-hmm. when we learn to work with God, it redefined our daily assignments in God. When we learn to work with God, it redefined our daily assignments in God or for Christ. Please, are we together? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ said that go to the word and preach, but he said, don't go, wait. It means that I want to go and preach, but you need something of me before you can go and do that work. So the first assignment is stay with me. Stay, let's walk, let's talk. So we talk with him, we walk with him, and we work for him. Anyone that doesn't know how to talk with God, and that doesn't know, when I say talk with God, it's not talking about prayer and talk. No, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you read the scripture. And the Bible says that you preach the word, when you go and preach, uh, lay hands, they will be, uh, the, the sick will be healed. They ask, Lord, I've been praying for the sick, but I've already been saying, what is what, what is stopping me from this reality? And you think about it the whole day. And you are there in, an, in a dream. God revealed himself to you. You are there and God leads you, lead you to a scripture. And you are there and God will lead you to a certain YouTube channel of a certain ministration that will help that dimension of the ministry to heal the sick, to raise the dead. It is when you, you, you are burdened in your spirit to see the reality of the working of, of miracles, that is where God leads you to the corridor, which um, open, usher you into that dimension. 
So, number one is that we can only work with God continually when we are dead in the flesh. When we are dead to the flesh and we are alive in the spirit. And we can only be dead to the flesh when we are alive to the spirit. Please, I want to um, encourage everybody listening to me here. Songs are not normal. Don't be listening to secular songs and say they are normal. Oh, this song, there's nothing bad in it. The songwriter pulled that lyrics from a certain spirit, from a certain environment. If that spirit is not of God, it's not worth listening to it. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Please, are we together? We are. If that song is not from God, it's not worth listening to it. Bible says that the devil is cunning. The devil can bring something that looks like God, but it's not God. The devil will not tempt us with things that we don't like. He will tempt us with things we like. Mm. So, in the Bible says, let all things you do please God or praise the Lord. Will God be pleased to listen to that song? We just listen to that song. If no, so we must be dead to the spirit. And let me say this one. Holiness is a daily fight. Mm. Number two, holiness is a daily work. Righteousness was done to us by Christ on the cross. We have been made righteous. But righteousness is the seed of holiness. We have been made righteous, but we must consciously work it out to, to the reality in the flesh. And that is called holiness. So that one is work. So if we need, you see, you need that life, you must create the environment, do everything possible to make sure that it will help you, it will enhance you to live that holy life. Every sin you commit, you want to pick the seed of that sin in a certain environment. I'll say it again. Every seed you commit, you pick the seed of that sin in some certain environment. Mm. You heard a certain song. You saw a nice lady walking with almost naked, like exposed. You saw a certain man with beer, with broad chest, with macho. We say, oh, Charlie, this guy be a nice guy. Or somebody says something. Every sin we commit come by a seed. How did, how did I know this one? I saw it in the book of Genesis. I love the other, so I love Genesis. It was okay with Adam until he heard a voice from the devil say that this fruit is nice. The sin came from a word, came by a word, came by a seed. The sin, every sin is connected to a seed. And every righteousness is connected to a seed. But we are in a generation where believers don't, can't read the word as a reality with God. But they only read the word just because they want to get a message to go and preach. Tell somebody beside you, or I mean, say to yourself that from today, I will not read the word because I want to preach, but I'll read the word to feed my spirit to be able to walk with God so that I can work for God. If you can walk with God, you can work for God. And as I said, you must be dead to the spirit, you must walk with God, and you can now work for God continually. The last one is focus on God. You see, Peter saw Jesus coming on the sea. And he said, look at this. If this is Jesus, you are Jesus. Let me also come. Jesus Christ said, come. And Peter immediately began to walk on the waters. Now, that was a Peter looked and saw the storm and began to sink. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, go ahead. Was Jesus there when Peter was sinking? Yes, he was. He was Wait, was he there or dead? Which one? Was he there? Dead? Yes. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. So dead. why was Peter thinking while Jesus' presence was there? 
His focus was on the storm. So it means that so can you have Jesus and still sink? Yes. So now, why do you think people sink having Jesus? Their focus is on the storm. So the I think you are, you are you are getting uh, so so you realize that when our consciousness, our focus, we lose focus on him, we begin to sink. Mm-hmm. Adam was in the garden of Eden, God's presence, and yet he sinned. So we shouldn't think because we are Christian. Oh, we are praising God. Yes. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. You can see Kadosh and still be Kadoshalizing in sin. <laughs> are we together? Yes. So the point is, having the presence of God is not enough. But focusing on the presence of God, focusing on the personality of the presence. Mm. When a man knows how to focus on the personality of the presence, you stay in righteousness. And that is how you can walk continually with him for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But when Peter said, save me, Jesus lift him up. But when Jesus lift, lifted Peter, Jesus did not put Peter in the boat, but Jesus placed Peter on the same water. So our consistent work with God, as I've given the three, the last one, is about our continual focus on God. Looking up onto Jesus, the author and the finisher. If we focus on him, and as he starts with us, in this 2024, he will finish with us. Because he is the Alpha and Omega, not because that is his real identity. I'm revelation. I'll say that one again. People may debate with me, but uh, please, you can take your... See, Jesus is God is the Alpha and Omega, not because that is his main identity. Are we together? Mm-hmm. You want to hear what I was saying? Go on, because you you just stopped my sentence, so complete it. Okay. Jesus is the Alpha and Omega because of the life on earth. Because Jesus is eternal. Jesus has no mm-hmm. end, beginning and has no end. Mm-hmm. So Jesus became Alpha and Omega only for the operations on earth. Mm-hmm. He has no beginning, has no end. It's yes. eternal. So when he says I'm the beginning, it means that so far as the earth is, has begun, in the beginning, that word in the beginning means that the time where God lived eternity to start in time. I feel like I'm preaching now. The word in the beginning in Genesis means that the time where God said that, let me live eternity. And let, let me begin something in time. That's what it is. In the beginning. So in the beginning, in the beginning of time, God mm-hmm. created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. So God has no beginning. So why should it be Alpha and Omega? Is the Alpha and Omega for the places on this earthly realm? So number one, we can have a continual flow with him in righteousness or in the work with God or in 2024 when he becomes our focus our altar and our finisher. The, the moment is always our focus, our work will be in alignment with him and we can flow with him to the year and we can have a victorious year. I pray for everyone. Before that, your question you ask in the, in the comment space, I pray that may your focus be on him, that you can flow with him to the end. Let the joy of working with God become your reality. Let it become your joy. Enjoy working with God before working for God. You can consider if there's any question. I can I can conclude. Amen. Thank you so Amen. much. Um, I don't think we have any questions because I don't see any questions up here. Oh, 
no i don't think we have any questions but that this has been a very hmm a lighting conversation now we have a lot to ponder on and we have a lot to go through and to everyone listening the podcast will be uploaded on the platform so you can always go back and listen to it over and over and over again until you get the knowledge and the light and the life that is that is in this message so you can get your peace the peace that is purposely meant for you um pastor charles i I don't know if you have anything to say um yeah i just want to give um a shout out to um pastor pastor nee god bless you for um oh i'm with my brother and uh i i'm learning from you 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 have i've noticed that there's the i think the second time or the third time you've come on you've come on you've acknowledged your wife i have to learn that from you so that i also become a little bit romantic but amen uh, something that you said that really got my attention because there's something the lord has been um speaking to me about and you said you made an illustration with the word skill they said when you take the s from the beginning and put it at the end see the moment you take the s from the beginning it's no longer it wouldn't be in capital again it will be in small letter and so if the s the capital was representing the spirit of god you take it and then you put yeah. place it at the back it becomes a different type of spirit because it's no longer representing mm-hmm. the spirit of god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. according to romans 8 verse 6 the bible says that that kills us to be carnally minded is death and to be spiritually minded is life and peace so when the moment the spirit is relegated to the background it's another spirit because the Lord was saying yeah. something to me that now the people in the church, especially musicians, they have become like the worldly version of um, musicians. So it's like they are an artist. We ask, they are like the worldly version. So it's like they want to do things as the worldly people, but they are like the, no, they are like the Christian version of worldly things. And this um, illustration you made, I mean, put it in a clearer, a much clearer perspective that you see, they have brought the spirit which is supposed to be preceding things to the backside of things and then it is very dangerous and then it kills so it is better to have a skill that is inspired by the spirit of god and you said something again that anything that you commit or have committed before you already i mean caught it somewhere it was a seed that was planted in you before you committed it and i think these are things that if you are connected right now or not you should go, come back download the podcast share it with somebody because this is a very powerful message i believe it's a message in time that would help us because without knowing whether it is negligence or whatever the world is creeping into the church and it's like we are inviting it crowd to come if being reluctant mm-hmm. it's like wanted to come and it is true that many people now i mean oh, the most of the things you are saying is like you are speaking to my circumstances and things i see around even in my church that there are people who are eager to work for god not to work with him so they learn the act of working for god because it's like a business now or something so they can work for god it's learned but they don't have any sort of relationship with god and you develop that relationship by working with him not working for him so they jump into 
learning the act of doing the thing so they are doing it and then say ah, they are in the ministry but has they have no i mean personal relationship with god because they are not willing to work with him they are interested in their work not to work uh, uh, work with him and it is i believe tonight is a very powerful insight for them this should be a teaching that should last for i mean a whole month and a year crap but uh, i believe that we are blessed so i just wanted to salute and say that i'm grateful that tonight we are able to drink for wisdom god bless you I am here. I have nowhere to go. Thank you so much. I think I've been encouraged as the scripture says that iron sharpened, iron has also been sharpened. And you've also thrown light on some things that I need to work. I really believe in picking seed message and making it a fruitful message. I will develop more from some of the things you shared. And I will preach again the same year. But I pick the seed from you, from some of the things you shared. And I think it's powerful. And I also want to take this opportunity to thank the team, um, Pastor Charles, uh, uh, Celestina, and everybody that makes today a reality. I know there are thousands of pastors out there. And the first assignment or the first uh, meeting is that to call Pastor Ni, one young guy from some part in the northern region with the sun scorching on my head every day. He says, you come and be the speaker. I'm really grateful. I thank you so much for calling me. And I also want to thank your team for helping us last year to get, I mean, about 12 funds for our church. We are grateful. Your contribution was a great help to us. We, we, every day when I preach, we still remember you and pray with you. We are grateful. Um, I also want to thank once again my, all the people that I spoke to and decided to join, uh, YFE, um, Esther, um, Zach, Zach, um, Zach beloved, Edna, um, those that you, I don't see your name, and, and Francis Kapuri, one of my lovers' son. God bless you. Anyone that has joined because of, I mean, this, I want to encourage you. Don't just join today. I mean, get the pod, the, like the podcast. Join this platform. Any meeting they have, we'll share with you to also follow. There are other men of God that will come on the same platform to share deep revelation of God. And when you follow, it will be a great blessing to you. And I also want to pray for this team. May God grant you grace to continue this work. And may the purpose of this be fulfilled in Jesus' name. I pray that God will grant you help from himself. And he will make the purpose a reality. Thank you, Lord, for an answered prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Always an honor and a pleasure to have you, have you, Pastor me. And if you yeah, didn't enjoy yeah, continue, yeah, continue. <laughs> so if you if you enjoy enjoyed our time with Pastor Nee today, stay tuned because he will be coming back to our next segment for wow. the month of January. Um, 27th. The date is 27th. Yes, 27th of January. So stay tuned, and hopefully you do not miss Pastor Nee this time around because it's going to be a continual flow. And as we said, we are hitting the ground running. 2024 is is our year. Like everything that is meant for us, we are taking it. Yeah. But if you are not taking it, I'm taking mine. So yeah. So it's an honor, pleasure, and thank you all for joining tonight. And I'll see you guys next two weeks.
seven. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye.